we'd like to welcome you to our mega study. And it's basically I'm entitling this the Mega Study 3 on the Alien Disclosure Agenda. This is for May 8th, 2016. And this will be part one of what I'm assuming will be a mega study. I mean, anything over, I guess, four to five parts, you could consider that. Uh, <clears throat> whether I can get this done in one day, I don't know. But this is the Mega Study 3. Now, uh, a little caveat before we start, and, and this is actually, this verbiage is actually in the PDF for this Mega Study 3 for May 8th, 2016. Uh, the current study is essentially the third part of a teaching I started back. In September of 2015 these previous studies would be useful to listen to in order in the order listed below and I list them here at the very start of the PDF to make it as easy as possible for you uh, before hearing this current one so if you're unfamiliar with this type of information that we're going to be covering today you may want to go back and listen to the first one I did uh, which is actually an 11 part mega study that I did in September 14, 2015, I think that went, I don't know, two or three weeks to probably record it all. And that one is entitled Mega Study, Strong Delusion, Wickedness Increasing, Alien UFO Disclosure Agenda, Evil Giants Waking, CERN, Nephilim, and Ascended Masters. So that's an 11-part study. And then I did another one this year entitled Mega Study, The Satanic Lie of the Alien Disclosure Agenda. And that's a seven-part study that spanned over two weeks. So I give you all of the links to all 18 parts of this. Now, in the past, I've covered this subject um, over and over from different angles. <clears throat> but this information that I've been getting into since last September is more of a fresh, newer, much more updated look at this subject because the information that is coming in about this subject is increasing which is kind of what I expected was going to happen as we move further into the end times so it's not a surprise to me that that's happening I believe this will be the backbone the essence of the strong delusion that God talks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 where he says for this cause I will send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness I believe there's no greater deception that can be foisted on humanity and on Christians Christians included than this particular subject there's no greater thing in scope that could ever bring more deception than this particular subject because you're dealing with intergalactic type of things this isn't just some local thing that's happening on a local basis this is like you know a universal thing is the way it will be portrayed and so this is why i've devoted so much time to this over the years in my teachings and increasingly why I am covering it more and more. And also there, there's more information about this breaking. I mean, the information that we're covering today, uh, it, really none of it is, is re I mean, obviously I've covered this in times past, but this is new information that we're going to be looking at. 
Uh, it's about a 25-page PDF, and I'll see how far I can I can get today with this particular study. But the Bible says, and Ma Jesus Christ said in Matthew, you know, 24, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And these are the these are the false prophets and these types of people. But who are they? Who are these? False Christ. Who are these false prophets? Who are, who are, who? What is the essence of that deception? Who are they going to be pointing to? Is it going to be some supposed otherworldly gods who supposedly are going to claim to be our progenitors, our creators, our engineers, who are going to say how the history books have it all wrong? And we're going to show you how the Bible's flawed and, and how your concept of Jesus Christ and, the, and all of these things are wrong and that all religions are all essentially good, but they're, just, they're, they're essentially all bringing you to us, your creator gods, which is, the, which is the, um, the essence of what they would refer to as the ancient astronaut theory or panspermia, where we were created in whatever flavor they want to use millions of years ago this planet was seeded and we evolved into what we are there's different variations of it a lot of different ones <clears throat> so because the majority of most ministries let's say you go up to sermon audio for instance uh, when i was up there there was over five thousand preachers okay and <clears throat> I'm a nobody. I mean, you know, yeah, I have a doctorate, but I don't have a doctorate in theology. You know, I'm a chiropractor, specialized in clinical nutrition, that type of stuff, but I didn't have any kind of formal training in, in what I'm doing now at all, really. But I go up there and I start putting up teachings. Now, granted, I wasn't, this wasn't the only thing I was covering. I was covering some other cutting-edge things. But with, with the short time I was up there, before I got kicked off, because my material was way too controversial, was kind of the essence of it. I mean, I was every, anytime I would post, I'd be in the top 10 on a weekly basis. And I'm talking like with the big boys, John MacArthur and whoever else, Piper and those kind of guys. I made it to number one on several occasions. Now, why is that? I think some of it had to do with the content of what we were covering because Christians are wanting to know how to biblically reconcile this subject in the modern day that we, we live in. It's not like this is going away. It's not like this is getting any less. Hollywood has devoted, dare I say, billions of dollars at this point to brainwashing us into a certain mindset of what is coming. I'm talking movies, miniseries, uh, regular TV series, print, you name it. There has been more money put forth by Hollywood regarding this particular subject to brainwash humanity at large into a general way of thinking about this subject than almost any other subject so does that mean that's the one subject the church should shy away from and not cover 
and act like, oh, this doesn't exist, bless God. It's all a bunch of fooey. Which is how most churches handle this. They don't get into this type of information. And, and the reasons are various, but as a watchman, this is one of the main things that I felt convicted to cover. Um, and as I said, the information that's coming out, I mean, just since the last one I did, um, the last one I did was on, well, really 228 and then 3.6. It took me two weeks to get it done. So this has only been a couple months. But the information is coming quicker now regarding this. I'm starting to see things really, really come forth very quickly. And therefore, this may be uh, and is most likely going to be one of the things I'm increasingly covering as we move forward. However much time I have left in, in this ministry before, you know, most likely the Internet's taken down. And... Um, <clears throat> I don't know when that day is, obviously. But, up until that point, I want to try to get out as much truth as I can so that we are armed with the truth, with the knowledge, so that when things, let's say, go dark, you can go to your neighbors, and, and, and you can do that ahead of time as well. Okay, I would encourage you to do as much as you can now before things go dark, because the night cometh when no man can work. So I'm trying to get as much information out about this because I, I just don't see a bigger deception coming than this. That humanity has ever been foisted on humanity. It's, deception is going to be the keystone, the essence of the coming end times. Jesus Christ said, you know, be not deceived regarding starting to talk about this subject. Many will come in my name, he said. Be not deceived. And if you look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, when the wicked, capital W, the Antichrist, is revealed, what does it say about the church? It says there's going to be a, a falling away, an apostasy, which is what the word's derived from, apostia. It's going to be a falling away of the church. What is going to be the essence of that? Is there going to be one major linchpin that's going to really... Now, granted, the, the church has already fallen away, obviously. I mean, it's lukewarm, it's watered down, it's the Laodicean Church of Revelation 3. They're neither hot nor cold, they think they're need of nothing. And particularly in America, and I, I mean, a lot of other countries, you know, they're suffering. But in America, I would say, that would most fit the description of the Laodicean Church of Chapter 3. They've been set up to be deceived. They are deceived. They are lukewarm. For the most part, backboneless. When this happens, it's not like the church is already already standing tall, doing its thing, and they and they're going to be deceived because they're in their in their strength. They're already weak. They're already beaten down. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The Bible says. And that's, that's regarding particularly the end times. And in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's almost the norm now. 
The preachers, for the most part, in their 501c3 corporate institutions, yoked up with the government and the IRS, are like blind guides, as the Bible talks about. And if the blind lead at the blind, they'll both fall into a ditch. People are not equipped, they're not prepared to deal with what's coming. For the most part, some are. I'm trying to wake as many up as I can. I'm trying to do it, though, in a biblical way. I'm not just trying to report on this so I can get whatever. I don't even know the stats on the website. I haven't known that for years. The website's been... We're, we're revamping things right now. And um, the, the person that helped me start all this, Tim, thank God that was there to help me... Um, get transitioned over to, from Sermon Audio, he had already put the Contending for Truth website up. It was almost like divine foreknowledge. That thing was already going prior to me getting the boot from Sermon Audio. And what Sermon Audio did to me was beyond unrighteous because I told them what I was going to do. There was a teaching I had to do on uh, a particular reprobate. And I told them I was going to do it, and they uh, they said gave me the green light. They're like, oh yeah, 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 and I did it, and I got kicked off. They didn't want me on there. It's like all the churches I've been kicked out of, essentially, or had to go. It's they don't want people like me. That's fine. That's cool. Just wish they could have been a little more upfront. You know, be a man. <laughs> Just tell me. Go. We, we, you're, you're not our whatever. But it, there's all of this deception and things I've seen in, in the church. Anyway, I'm glad, I'm glad it all happened. I really am. Because had it not, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. So, um, let's go ahead and just get into this information now. And uh, I've kind of set the stage. It took about 15 minutes to do that. Sorry. But uh, we're going to go in and get into the first report. And it's entitled Independence Day Resurgence, which is a new, another, yet another Hollywood blockbuster coming out. You know, they're spending um, I, who knows how many millions and millions of dollars on these shows in order to brainwash us into this mindset. Hundreds of these shows. Hundreds. Independence Day Resurgence depicts elements of alien disclosure. A video now circulated to promote the upcoming June 20th release of Independence Day sequel, Resurgence. Um, and then and let's go ahead and just watch some of this video. And obviously you can't watch it, but listening to it, this is a... Um, like a video I think there's clip this is basically a, a portion of the movie itself that is talking about the old Independence Day movie I think that one had Will Smith in it and that in in where the earth gets invaded by these aliens okay and we fight back and we push them back and now it's it's what 20 years later and now what we've done is we've reverse engineered a lot of their technology which is exactly what's went on you know, since going probably all the way back to the 40s, 
going all the way back to where we entered into literal treaties with these things. Now, I'm not saying they're supposed the, the supposed aliens that that we're all told that they are. Oh, they're from Alpha Centauri or Zeta Reticuli or whatever. Now, I believe in a biblical manner, these are basically like fallen angels, demons, devils that have the ability sometimes to inhabit some type of physical body, some type of container. And there's different flavors and variations of them. You've got the grays, you've got the tall grays, you've got the reptilians, you've got these things. But they're all portraying themselves like they're these otherworldly creatures that are coming, which, from a biblical narrative, that's hard to explain. You know, well, how, what do we do with that? If they're not, you know... Well, if you look at it in light of Genesis 6, and when Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. The days of Noah, what had happened? Well, you had fallen angels procreating with women, bringing forth giants, which is translated from the world Nephilim, these creatures, and they were hybrids. And these are some very different derivations and variations of hybridized Nephilim-like creatures. Now, this just doesn't go for aliens. This goes for all of these other creatures that are out there that are being increasingly sighted. Bigfoot, that type of, in that type of realm. I believe that that's what we're dealing with here. Hybridization. Satan is always trying to defile God's creations. And all of these hybridized creatures are those, or are, are success in that area on a satanic level. Why do you think we have the transhumanism movement now? So the, all of the cloning that is going on, all of the hybridization of combining like mouse DNA with cow DNA with whatever, and they're hybridizing the plants, the crops. Everything is being defiled. The DNA of everything is being defiled because God made it, he made it right. Satan wants to defile it. Okay? And that is kind of the essence of the whole alien slash paranormal creature cryptozoological movement. And you're seeing more and more of this black-eyed children and these types of, 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 of things as well. You've heard of the, you know vampirism and in werewolves and all of that stuff is there no truth to any of that is that just a total made-up fallacy where there's no basis of fact in all of it when these things have literally been cited where there's all of these legends about these things all of the legends of old with the greek mythology the minotaurs and the centaurs and all of these half hybrid half, you look at egypt you know, all of the, the these weird creatures that these people worshipped. Anubis and, 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 you know, Osiris and, and let me, what they'd have like the head of a hawk and the body of a human and that type of stuff. Is there no basis in fact for any of this? And every single bit of this is just all lies. And we just need to just, nothing to see here, just keep moving down the road. That's the way the modern day church typically approaches this subject. Oh, it's all, oh, isn't that fun? Isn't that funny? There's nothing to any of it. All of the giant skeletons that have been unearthed all around the globe, and the Smithsonian will swoop in every chance they get and get those bones. And, and 
wherever they're taking them, they're probably disposing of them. We've covered that in recent teachings. L.A. Marzula covers that in, at length. The effort by the Smithsonian alone to, to, to get rid of, of all of these, any vestige that doesn't figure in to Darwinism and that would confirm the Bible because the Bible has a lot to say about giants. A lot to say. There were giants in the earth in those days and also after that is what Genesis 6 says. Also after that. Meaning after the days of Noah, after the flood. After they killed everybody save eight people on the ark and the animals on the ark. Where did those giants come from? Well, most likely there were more fallen angels that fell because the fallen angels of Genesis 6 as the Bible says in the New Testament, were chained in a part of hell called Tartaros, and they're still there. It's a special kind of sin when you literally fall from heaven. It's one thing to fall from heaven. A third of the angels fell with Satan. But it's a whole other thing when you come down and start procreating with women. Then you get to go to a special part of hell called Tartaros. Now, it's called hell, but if you, if you actually examine the, the Greek of that word where it's talked about, that's actually special compartment of hell where these angels are chained un until everlasting judgment is, is going to be put on them so there's a heavy heavy price to pay for an angel not only to fall but also then if you go the extra step and uh, procreate with women the bible um, and I've covered this before, just keying the, the Enoch. Now, I'm not saying Enoch is canon of Scripture. I'm saying if you use it as a commentary, and if you look at the history of the book of Enoch, it will explain a lot of different things that we're talking about here. Now, let me, while I'm on that subject, let me just read this about, about the, the book of Enoch. And I wasn't even planning on doing this today, but it, if somebody is saying, well, I want to know only from biblical things what you're talking about you have to be able to prove it to me biblically okay well let's just look at this real quick okay we first learn of enoch in genesis 5 but it leaves us with questions hebrews 11 has the answers and jude quotes enoch okay jude the book of jude quotes the book of enoch so for somebody to say oh enoch is pure heresy there's no okay well hold on the bible is literally quoting enoch how did Jude come to know the words of Enoch? They are not in the Bible. The answer is, of course, the book of Enoch. The book, which is actually quoted not only by Jude, but also by James, the natural brother of Jesus, and by Peter. The quote in Jude 14 and 15, Jude verses 14 and 15, and uh, which is 1 Enoch 1.9, reads as follows, In the seventh generation of Adam, Enoch also prophesied these things, saying, Behold, the Lord came with his holy angels, to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly of all their ungodly deeds which they had committed in such an ungodly way. Now that's not King James, but it's it's pretty close. And all of the harsh things which ungodly sinners spoke against him. What is the book of Enoch and where did it come from? Enoch was the grandfather of Noah. And that's not the only place it's quoted either in the Bible. Um, Enoch was the grandfather of Noah. This makes it possible for the book to have survived the flood, and it is not too hard to accept that Noah would have taken his great-grandfather's writings with him on the ark. I mean, this isn't like a stretch to believe something like that, is it? I mean, really? And then, the book of Enoch was extant centuries before the birth of Christ. 
and yet it is considered by many to be more Christian in its theology than Jewish. It was considered scripture by many early Christians, and many, many early Christian church fathers, uh, is filled with references to this mysterious book. The earliest literature of these so-called, of the church fathers, is filled with references to this mysterious book. The second and third century church fathers, like Justin Martyr and Irenaeus, make use of the book of Enoch, Tertullian, even called the Book of Enoch Holy Scripture. The Ethiopic Church even added the Book of Enoch to its official canon. It was widely known and read the first three centuries after Christ. Now, are we so much better than them <laughs> in our wonderful Laodicean church age that we have where we have our unbelievably corrupted Bibles, which are literally translated from the Sinaiticus and the Vaticanus, which are corrupt Catholic manuscripts that made the revised version of 1881 by two basically occultists, Westcott and Hort, that spawned virtually all of the modern-day translations we have, other than the King James? Are we so much better than them with our 501c3 corporate whorehouses, essentially? I'm not saying they all are, but the love of money is the root of all evil, and that's pretty much the main reason to become a 501c3 corporation. You know? Tax exemption, subsidies from the government, government leave me alone, sure, just take our... You know, our 501c3 tax exemption. Are we so much better than them? So what you have to, like, logically ask yourself about this subject. So it was widely known and read the first three centuries after Christ. This and many other books became discredited after the Council of Laodicea, and being under ban of the authorities, afterwards it gradually passed out of, cir out of circulation. So the Council of Laodicea, just to know when this started to fall out of favor, okay, to understand that part, the, the council took place soon after the conclusion of a war between the Roman Empire and the Persian Empire waged by the Emperor Julian. Julian, the last Constantinian emperor, attempted a revival of paganism and resumed discrimination against Christians. True Christians. Um, the major concerns of the council involved regulating the conduct of church members. The council expressed its decrees in the form of written rules or canons. Among the 60 canons decreed, maintaining order among bishops, clerics, lay people. This is setting up pretty much the Catholic priesthood. Um, outlining liturgical practices, restrictions during Lent. Lent. Really? Admission and instruction of um, catechumens and neophytes. It was not a biblical thing. It was not a biblical thing at all. Is what I'm trying to say. Which brought about the, 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 um, this unfavorable outlook then on the book of Enoch. It, it even says here in this particular description, it said it believed that... that it, the Council of Laodicea may have demonized the Book of Enoch, which led to its de uh, degeneration. Now, if you were Satan, and knowing the things that we're dealing with now, knowing that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against princes, principalities, rulers of wickedness in high places, these types of things, knowing the history of Genesis 6, knowing what Jesus said about, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, Knowing about Matthew 24, I mean, would the book of Enoch, want, would that be something you would want widely known 
to Christians that would help them piece together what happened in Genesis 6 in a more detailed, cohesive manner. I mean, it's like an expanded view of Genesis 6, particularly the first chapters of Enoch. I don't even really, I haven't really got very much into the later, but the first, you know, chapters of the book of Enoch are, are the ones that really, really get into this stuff and really, really give you an expanded view of Genesis 6. It doesn't contradict the Bible. It doesn't take away my faith. When I read it, my faith is increased. Okay? It's confirming to the Bible. In fact, the book that I've got, and the only one that I even recommend, and again, I'm not saying it's canon of Scripture. I'm not saying that. Okay? But the only one I recommend is the Book of Enoch with the KJV cross-references. It's a hardcover. It's um, by Ronald K. Brown, Book of Enoch. And I give, in fact, um, I'm going to go ahead and just put this little part of what I'm talking about in this PDF so you'll have it. I wasn't even planning on talking about this. But this does heavily relate to what we're talking about today. Okay. Um, it says, Christian readers will no doubt prefer and appreciate Pastor Ron Brown's fine work, published by a Baptist theological press. Believe it or not, this is published by a Baptist theological press. Um... And almost every page of this edition is cross-referenced with over 300 King James scriptures. Meaning, when you're reading this book of Enoch, and you're reading it, and all of a sudden you see something, you're like, man, that sounds familiar. Yeah, and it'll, it'll, say, it'll have the little cross-reference there, and you'll look down at the bottom, and it'll show you the King James verse, which essentially confirms what you're reading in the book of Enoch, and vice versa. So it's very confirmatory to the word of God. And it's King James as well which is, is way more awesome. I, I, and then I give you some, I give you some uh, examples here um, of, wow, the, the parallels between the book of Enoch and the King James Bible. Now, I also did another study, cloning and DNA manipulation, where I've talked about the book of Enoch at length, and I'm, I'm going to give you the links to those teachings as well. Okay, so there's a lot here that is very, very edifying. And the description ends by saying this book explains, meaning the book of Enoch, explains the origins of demons. It's Demons are different than fallen angels. Okay, it's something very important to understand. Okay, it explains the origins of demons. And I've got into that in previous teachings. I just don't want to go into it right to suck. I just trying to kind of move forward with the teaching but the the book explains the origins of demons ufos fallen angels and other men now granted modern day ufos not you know obviously it's different but the, it gives you the 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 understanding of okay from genesis 6 till now what are the parallels uh, and other mysteries which is the reason it has been banned by previous generations having said that this book was not meant for previous generations so much but for our generation of today. And again, it's probably the biggest reason why it's been so demonized. Find out why, um, find out why, as now you get to hear across the centuries what Enoch had to actually say. So I'm going to go ahead and just post this within this little part, within the body, which is essentially my whole document on the book of Enoch. I'm going to go ahead and add this right now to the teaching. Um, 
it's going to be under Independence Day, under what, what we're actually talking about here, because uh, I feel it's pertinent for the reasons that I've mentioned to actually add this in and so you can have it at your disposal. And then I also give you links where you can actually go if you want to purchase one of these. And I give you even a picture of it. One of these uh, books of Enoch. And um, they can be a little bit tricky to find. I've heard, I, I, sometimes people tell me they're harder to find. Uh, but they're, they're out there. They're out there. So I'm going to go ahead and just pause this real quick. Add this in and then I'm going to come back and continue the teaching. Okay, so I just added that in, and uh, it's just going to be under, it's the history of the Book of Enoch. And now, I, I didn't say this, but I really do believe that also one of the main reasons and factors that this is been so, I don't know, if you want to call it overlooked, slash discredited, this type of thing, is due to fear of the pastors, of the laity, of the people in the church. Because this is, for a lot of people, a very scary subject to talk about. This is like really rubber meets the road. Oh, I'm never going to face any of this, so why bother discussing it type of material. And that's one of the main reasons I believe that it's not talked about at all. And has been discredited. And also knowing that Satan would not want you to understand this knowledge or this information. It would be very, very vital for him to keep you in the dark about this. Meanwhile, Hollywood is brainwashing everybody into a certain mindset about the supposed alien agenda. And at the same time, the church is, is, is went out of its way and done its level best to convince everybody that Genesis 6, where the godly line of Seth meet, mating with the wicked daughters of Cain, that produced this giant race that so defiled the world that God had to destroy it with a flood. Give me a break. There's been all kinds of places in, in the Bible where the wicked were, were breeding with the, with the wicked and it didn't defile the whole world. But in that particular case, it did. It doesn't make any sense. And why would two human races mating, even if one was wicked and one was godly, why would it produce a race of giants? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And that's the least of why it doesn't make sense. I've covered that over and over about that, that subject in the past. Just key in um, Nephilim in the keyword search box. Or um, Seth. Key in Seth. Actually, we're going to cover that later. About the supposed godly line of Seth and the daughters of Cain. In, in, in a little bit. Because that's, that's the backbone. So if you can convince everybody that Genesis 6 was the godly line of Seth, daughters of Cain, which produced this race of giants that so defiled the planet, so much so that God had to destroy the whole world because basically everything had been defiled. Genetically. Okay. That's why, that's why I had to destroy everybody. There was a genetic DNA defilement going on, which is the same thing that's happening now. It's just under a different way they're doing it now. They're doing it through the chemtrails. They're doing it through the fluoride. and the, or They're doing it through all of the, the water, the air, the food, the GMO crops, the vaccines, the foreign DNA in the vaccines. And yes, there are hybrid, there are breeding programs. This is a big reason for the whole alien abduction phenomenon. There are literally, that, that's going on as well. We're going to be talking about all of these subjects today. Kind of in totality. All of that's going on. 
as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the man. So if the church can convince you that none of that, what I just said, has any merit, and it was Genesis 6, which is just the godly line of Seth, mating with the daughters of Cain, and then also convince you that the book of Enoch has no merit whatsoever, has nothing to offer you about what really actually happened in Genesis 6, well, then they got you right where they want you. Satan's got you right where he wants you. And you have to understand, it's either, it's either you believe that, you believed it by, by all the, the cemetery, I mean, seminary-trained pastors out there that have been brainwashed into this mentality and into this thinking that the King James is not the Word of God. We really don't have the words of God for this day. We need to get yoked up with the government, and they're going to create our little corporations that we're going to do, and we're going to bring in, um, you know, we're going to be really, really super lukewarm. We're not going to believe in the Book of Enoch. Uh, it has no merit whatsoever. And I'm not saying it's canon of scripture, but there's nothing it can offer us. We're going to teach everybody it's the godly lines of self. There's nothing to any of this alien agenda. Nothing any. And we're going to do that. Which is basically what's being taught. Then again, Satan has you right where he wants you. That's the way I see things. And this is somebody that's been in like every almost facet of christianity brought up basically yoga my mom was into yoga and in in very very worldly rock and roll the whole nine yards very secular household lutheran middle school catholic high school um mom planned parenthood supporter a very liberal mindset party animal my my background type deal and then get saved, but then the guy that led me to the Lord was a radical, charismatic Pentecostal. Kind of went into that movement for a time, and then, and then, I mean, to the most radical elements of charismania. A little bit of Hebrew roots mixed in there. Coming out of that into hard, the most hardcore, Baptist, independent, fundamental, King James-only, unincorporated, non-501c3 movement you could imagine was in that spoke at the conferences, never saw so much haughty, proud behavior for the most part that I've ever seen in my life, backbiting and, ugh. I've kind of run the gamut. Because <laughs> charismania in, in that faction of the Baptists are about as opposite as you can go. So I've kind of seen most of what modern-day Christianity has to offer i have a pretty broad perspective so i think god let me go through all that stuff so i could help a broad swath of people because i've kind of been there and done it on a lot of ends somebody can email me about certain subjects and i'm like oh yeah i was there <laughs> been there done that know how you feel <laughs> so i'm in a position where i can help a lot of people because of my past previous experiences i'm not saying i'm perfect or I know everything, and I've got it all figured out, but I've been doing this a long time now, and the teachings just keep building. I've got over a thousand teachings up now, over a thousand parts to the teachings, and it just all they're just all cross-confirming at this point. And of all the things that I've ever, ever reported on, I really do believe that this subject is where it's all heading as far as the grand deception, the backbone of the coming strong delusion. Okay. 
all the signs and line wonders and miracles by whereby which the antichrist and the false prophet says they're going to deceive the whole world that's the main way they're going to yeah the backbone of that is witchcraft which also ties into this this power that these supposed you know ascended masters and aliens or whatever are tapping into is not of god all of it ties together in the end and i just want to make it crystal clear for you so that when things do go dark when the night cometh when no man can work when maybe we're on our own little islands and all we have is is maybe each other and god maybe all you got is god maybe all you got is a bible maybe you don't even have a bible at that point all you have is the lord jesus christ you're not going to be deceived you're not going to be deceived that's my main goal for this ministry build your rock build your house on the solid rock of christ jesus cling to the word of god don't believe man vet things be like the bereans who were more noble than those in thessalonica because they sought those things out you know that they were shown to see if they were true or not be like the bereans don't take my word for it and then when the waves come and the winds and the rain and all these things you're going to be rooted on the solid rock of christ jesus read the king james bible the word of god don't don't read these other versions which are translated from totally corrupt text types and you're going to be in a position where you're going to stand firm you're going to you're not going to get shaken it doesn't matter even if death comes if martyrdom comes you're not going to be shaken so going back to the original thing and i really got off on a tangent there um this independence day resurgence depicts elements of the alien disclosure and again a video now circulating to promote the upcoming june 20 release of the independence day sequel uh independence day sequel called resurgence uh there are key elements in the video which suggest a soft disclosure agenda preparing the public for official announcements and the existence of advanced anti-gravity spacecraft that can defend earth against hypothetical alien threats this is another big facet of this remember reagan's speech to the united nations i've played it before where he was like you know i think how quickly our differences would all fade away and i'm paraphrasing here if we were all phrased if planet earth was faced with an existential alien threat from another galaxy how quickly we would all lay all of our differences in bickering aside and unite against them because that concept is so much bigger than regional disputes or you know theological or whatever this is this is a this is a outward galactic type threat to planet earth and reagan made that speech addressing the united nations so i mean it, it's that big of a deal okay so i'm gonna go ahead and play this i haven't played this in a long time but this is ronald reagan you know uh basically addressing he mentions an alien threat at the Folsom united nations and national strategy forum okay straight from the horse's mouth here i couldn't help at one point in my discussions with privately with general secretary gorbachev when you stop to think that we're all god's children wherever we may live in the world i couldn't help but say to him just think how easy 
his task and mine might be in these meetings that we held if suddenly there was a threat to this world from some other species from another planet outside in the universe. We'd forget all the little local differences that we have between our countries and we would find out once and for all that we really are all human beings here on this earth together. Well, I don't suppose we can wait for some alien race to come down and threaten us, but I think that between us we can bring about that realization. In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Okay, now this is him saying this again at another, uh, that one was at Falston UN, and then this is a National Strategy Forum. So he's done this, now this is the second occasion. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish. No, he's addressing the UN here. I mean, this is this big, gigantic, cavernous room he's in with the United Nations symbol, you know, way above his head. So this is where, where he's saying this particular quote. If we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? What could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war? I think maybe I'd answer it this way. I, I keep in my frustration sometimes. So here's another time he's doing it. This is another speech. This is the third one. You know, actually, if you count some of the things going on in smaller countries and all, there have been about 114 wars since World War II. But I've often wondered... What if all of us in the world discovered that we were threatened by an outer a power from outer space, from another planet? Wouldn't we all of a sudden find that we didn't have any differences between us at all? We were all human beings, citizens of the world, and wouldn't we come together to fight that particular threat? Okay, so, I mean, wow, I didn't even know he did it three times. <laughs> I just learned that. I'm going to post this link in the PDF because, I, you know, I think it's, it's pertinent to what we're talking about here. Um, so you can click on it, and uh, if you want to send this to, to anyone, because, I mean, this is like, okay, here's a president addressing the United Nations, okay, and... and uh, so we have that as well, okay? I'm just adding this in right now. I think that video was very good to play prior to playing the video that we're going to be listening to right now. This video that we're watching, going to watch next about this uh, Independence Day resurgence, it pays tribute to the fictional 1996 attack of the original Independence Day movie by extraterrestrials on Earth de depicted in the original Independence Day movie. The video lauds historic global efforts by nations to unify in forming a global defense force called the Earth Space Defense. Now, what was Ronald Reagan just talking about? How quickly we would all unify, come together in a global effort. He was addressing the United Nations. This is going to be the coming backbone. 
for the one world, new world order, the one world political system, the one world religious system, the one world economic system. Now, can you imagine what type of event would be required in order for that to happen? We're not close to it right this second, are we? Yeah, we're moving in that direction. Yes, the, 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 the New World Order boys are doing everything they can do to destabilize the world right now. They're destroying the planet environmentally. They're bringing in the Muslims everywhere that they can bring them into, into uh, Europe and into America, the two main places left that they really feel like they need to totally destroy and destabilize in order to bring about a, a one-world government under the Antichrist and False Prophet. Yeah, they're doing all of those things. But if we also had... On the heels of this, this existential threat of this alien threat, then we'd all really get on the same page really, really quick, right? Well, that's what this whole alien or this whole Independence Day resurgent film is all about. And it's totally confirming exactly what Ronald Reagan was just talking about. So I'm just going to, I'm going to talk about this just a little bit and then i'm going to go back to the actual video that we're going to be listening to a photo from the 1998 um from 1998 shows and this is from the independence day movie this new one shows world leaders at the time john Sheraton, francois Mitterrand, boris yeltsin tony blair standing alongside the hypothetical u.s leader president thomas whitmore now in this new movie, 20 years later, a new existential threat is emerging. Okay, again, this is the same existential threat that Ronald Reagan just talked about three different times before he left office. But in the meantime, Earth has created fleets of anti-gravity space fighters and military bases on the moon, killer satellites, and many other advanced weapons based on recovered alien technologies from the 1996 attack. Well... Roswell actually happened, and they did recover a lot of technology from that, and they have reverse engineered it, but I believe most of that technology has come from the treaties we've actually entered into with these devils, like the Grenada Treaty, that we will be talking about more, in exchange for letting them abduct our populace and also um, abduct, well not abduct, but kill the cattle, cattle mutilations. And that type of thing that's been going on since then as well. This stuff didn't happen prior to these treaties being signed. Then all of a sudden we have this explosion of these human abductions. Two to three percent. I mean, they're saying, I, I, I'm going to give you the stats on that. At least two percent of the population have said they've been abducted. That's millions of people in America alone. And it's going on worldwide as well. Are they all crazy? Is there no merit to anything any of these people have to say? These terrifying experiences? We're going to get into that more later. So now, because we've got all of this reverse-engineered technology, Earth is apparently ready to defend itself against a renewed alien threat. Here's a screenshot from the video showing the anti-gravity spacecraft of the Earth Defense Force. So there's a little picture here you can look at that I post here uh, in there. Um, while Resurgence is likely to be another on the, in another long line of Hollywood blockbusters depicting extraterrestrial life as an existential threat to humanity, there is an element of, quote, soft disclosure 
based on actual events in it as well. Soft disclosure, we've talked a lot about lately. I talked a lot about it in the last study that I did on this. Okay, which is basically where it doesn't all happen at once. It's not like you have the 50-mile-long mothership coming over New York City and landing. You know, whether that day comes or not, I don't know. But that would be hard disclosure. That would be like in your face all at once. Not to say that that wouldn't happen. Okay. But soft disclosure is more along the lines of letting it trickle out slowly, which is more palatable for most people because then it's not so much of a shock to the system. They're taking it in slowly. Okay, but there's been elements of the soft disclosure now that we're seeing kick into high gear, where there's all of these ex-military people that we talked a lot about in the last study that are now being given the green light by our own government to come out and say, hey, fine, go forward with what happened to you in the Air Force, in the advanced whatever, black project. And now, listen, <laughs> if they weren't being given the green light, they would be dead the people that have tried to do this in the past, like Phil Schneider, they were dead. They were dead real quick. They didn't let them come out and do a whole lot. Now, they're actually being given the green light to come out and not only do audio interviews and videos, but to come out with books. Are you going to say all these ex-military people are crazy too? All the, all the pastors that would say this has no merit, none of this stuff? They're all crazy? I'm telling you, it's happening, and it's happening this year in earnest. I mean, it's ramping up like I've never seen it ramp up before. And this is why I'm, I'm trying to stay on top of this subject. Because it's, it's super important. Based on the pre preceding analysis, a remarkable conclusion emerges. The world public is being subconsciously conditioned through fiction to accept the reality of advanced fleets of anti-gravity spacecraft reverse engineered from crashed alien craft futuristic space weapons. See, they don't want to say that we entered into a treaty with them a long time ago in exchange for letting them experiment and abduct our certain percentage of our populace and kill and mutilate cattle and things of this nature and, and only God knows what else. They don't want to say that. They want to say it was all recovered from when we shot them down, because that's noble. So see, there's even a lot of lies built into what their disclosure agenda is. Let me just go back and reread re this. Um, Anti-gravity spacecraft reverse engineered from crashed alien craft futuristic space weapons and unified global space command secretly established in the 1990s under the auspices of the United Nations. Imagine that. So the United Nations, even in this Independence Day resurgence, is the literal backbone. Who is, who is Reagan addressing about this exact thing we're talking about, this existential alien threat? He was addressing the United Nations, or these global forums. So let's just watch this video. It's like only four minutes here, or listen to it. You can watch it, though. I'll give you the link for it in the PDF. incredible piece of technology. 20 years ago, a craft this advanced would have been unimaginable. But so would the idea of extraterrestrials attacking our planet, 
pushing mankind to the brink of extinction. He's in front of some new fancy schmancy uh, hybridized alien slash re reverse engineered uh, fighter jet that we've got now because of the technology we supposedly recovered in the first war with the aliens. As we near the 20th anniversary celebration of the world's victory, we celebrate the heroes of the War of 96. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. President Whitmore's words united us as a species and will reverberate. I love that. United us as a species. You try to listen to Alex Jones, all he uses is that word species. I don't consider myself like this. It's it's this to me that's a very demeaning type of, of way of referring to humanity. We're created in God's image, the Bible says. Humanity. Unlike other species, which God did create animal species and those types of things. But to refer to humanity as that, I think is 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 very irreverent almost because god created man in his own image the bible says so it's to me it's a demeaning type of of tactic that people like this use to describe humanity in our hearts forever we're going to live on we're going to survive today we celebrate our independence day though our world had been reduced to ash and rubble from those ashes would rise a new age of growth, technology, and a, a new age, a new world order. Above all, unity. In unity, I mean, the new world order, the one world global system under Antichrist and false prophet. This is what they're preparing us for. Not only the concept of, of the whole alien invasion scenario, but... What is what? What did the alien invasion do? It brought about the new world order. It brought about this one world, you know, political system, one world economic system, most likely um, one world currency, and and again one world religion in in the end as well. 1998, leaders from the nations of the world joined together to establish a global peace alliance, putting to rest centuries-old conflicts and political distrust. The newly united nations would go on to form the United Global Defense Unit dedicated to the protection of the Earth against future threats. David Levinson is today the director of the Earth Space Defense. So many people were lost. As we know, it was a horrible event in which much of the world suffered, and that's what's brought us together. ESD has been an international collaborative grand effort and our main goal of course is to keep us safe and I've taken a leadership role in developing many aspects of this defense system. As you know it's taken a huge effort to get a big military base on the moon and again all of this is preparing us for what's already what's already in place. We've already got this on the moon. We've already got bases off-world on Mars and these types of things. I've, I've covered this in, in past teachings. But see, they've got, this is soft disclosure. This is, this is conditioning us when we're actually exposed to this truth that it won't be that big of a shock. Because they've already prepared us for it. These orbiting units which have a big punch to them. 
And it's showing all of this technology flying around space that we've got now while we're watching the video as he's talking. Years ago, these weapons, like the Alien City Destroyer Cannon, were used against us with devastating results. Today, we're utilizing them to protect Earth. As we got samples of their more powerful technology and as much else as we could, we could enhance our current arsenal and then figure out how we could use space defensively if we had to encounter somebody from afar. But let's not forget, behind all of that hybrid technology is the force of a united military. One common enemy gave rise to the human spirit. The U.S. Army, along with military forces from around the globe, joined the ESD. Grown up as the son of a legend, your path is pretty much set. Becoming anything other than the best fighter pilot was out of the question. I know I'd be proud of what we're doing here. We come from all over the world with one goal, be the best fighter pilots in space. It's a privilege to represent my country, China, and to honor my parents' memory. After the attacks in 96, there really was no room for feeling sorry for yourself. You all lost someone we loved, you just did what you had to do to get over it. Now, I don't want them to come back, but if they do, I'd feel pretty good about getting one of these fighters and blowing them out of the sky. The hybrid fighter is truly a marvel of modern-day engineering. After successfully identifying anti-gravity devices on the alien spacecraft, the ESD was able to use this new technology to create a superior fighter jet. You see how they're just over and over telling you that all of this technology that we're, we're basically unveiling to you right now or showing you in this video, it all came from reverse-engineered alien spacecraft. We're, we're, I mean, all of this, yes, this is soft disclosure. This is just one element of it. But it's, it's a very powerful element because it's very visual. And you have all the Hollywood theatrical stuff going on. And, you know, it's, they're very, you know, Satan's very good at what he does. It's unclear as to whether ex-president Whitmore will attend the 20th anniversary event this year. But let's not forget the tireless warning that he repeated in nearly every speech after 96. It's not a matter of if the aliens return. It's a matter of when. And that's how the video basically ends. It's not a matter of if, it's when. And, and, and again, that's why I'm doing these studies, because I do believe it's not a matter of if, but when. when we're dealing with this type of thing. Uh, in, ever, in whatever deceptive way this is going to be brought forth. Okay, So I'm going to go ahead and end part uh, one here, and we will go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. 
or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.